0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Katie Huff with the KDF Ministries and I am here today to talk to you about setting yourself free, where we encourage you to be, do and have all that God has created you to be and to walk away from those things that are holding you back. And I am absolutely thrilled to have my dear friend, Max Pillay, who is a care associate pastor at his church, and he and I have been friends. And brothers in Christ and entrepreneurs together for the last 10 plus years. And I am thrilled that you all get to meet Pastor Max. So, welcome. I am so grateful and thankful that you are willing to take the time to share with me and the audience who you are, where you come from, and what you feel you're being set free from.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you, my friend.
0: Amen. Amen. So, if someone was to say, Who is Max Pele? Who would you say Max Pele?
1: <laughs> what would I even say to that? I am Max J. Pele. My dad is actually Max Pele. Okay. Uh, it's funny. I, I always like to identify my J to separate, but it's all the same. But um, who am I? I am a husband, I am a care pastor at our church the last couple of years. Uh, a friend I'm the oldest of nine brothers and sisters my youngest brother is 14. We ain't gonna go into details right now <laughs> and uh you know most importantly, I am a Christ follower. I am in love with my Lord and Savior amen he
0: is a good good daddy. we are grateful that we know him so what would you say that you are setting yourself free or have set yourself free from?
1: you know. What have I been set free from? The only thing that I can really think of, you know, is the ability to be separated from God, our creator. Um, You know, it it happened uh, in 2006 officially. I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, sometime soon. But uh, um, just to know that no matter what happens in this temporary world, that the, the kingdom that will reign forever Uh, will have us in it.
0: Amen. Amen. That's for sure. And so um, what was, I would say this. So what was your life? I always say, is this BC or AC? So what was your life like before (laughs) Christ versus what is your life after Christ?
1: Oh, my goodness. That is a broad stroke right there.
0: (laughs) Just start here and you can go... Bring where
1: it. do we start so i was born in Brookno. um so um i grew up in a home um where i would call my parents believers you know I, I would have categorized them as such um and my mom was the type of mom i grew up in mostly most of my life in a single parent household with my mom and uh, my brother uh, my two brothers and my sister my younger brother he's 22 so he came along in 2001. <clears throat> And uh, she always made sure that we were in church Mm -hmm. and she attended church. And I really realized though in my adult life that she really attended church more so for us, her children than she really did for her. She did believe in God, you know, and um, you know, but she wasn't very quote unquote what you would say religious. Um, But her mother, which is my grandmother, was, I always say she was the closest thing to Christ that I've ever seen on planet Earth. Mm. I'm sure some of her prayers are still covering us today. Mm-hmm. And um, she was the type of lady, she stood four foot 11. <laughs> oh. She loved people like nobody's business. Like she would meet you right now, Katie, and she would hold you hostage for an hour and a half. Mind you, she doesn't speak English, Right. <laughs> or didn't speak English, I should say. And um, she's uh, from Haiti, and that's where my parents are from. And she would hold you hostage and guarantee that you're gonna know Jesus Christ once you meet my grandmother on her first encounter with you. It was awesome. So, uh, she, <clears throat> she was amazing. And um, and she also loved children um, to pieces. And uh, so that, that was kind of our spiritual upbringing. So my mom, going back to there, went to church, And, you know, I knew God, you know, and that was great. And But I didn't know Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. And I kind of lived my life kind of like willy-nilly. You know, I had a path. I was always very... I had a path that I always knew that I was going to be on. Go to school, get good grades. Mm -hmm. Um, The difference with my mom is she was a business owner. She always taught me that uh, when it comes time, that you're going to start your own business. So going into college... I remember making a mental note to myself that I'm almost gonna put God on a shelf. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, oh yeah. I said, God, you stay right here. <laughs> I'm gonna have some fun for four years, and I'll be back. That's kind <laughs> of how uh, I put God uh, during my college years. So I had fun. Um, what the world would look as as fun in in my college years, you know, doing all the things that you know college young men would do um, while they're away with this. Freedom that they think that they have. Correct. Um, and I remember there was maybe my sophomore year and I remember saying a prayer, Katie, to God. I said, it was late. I was probably headed to a party, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And I said, God, listen, if you're real, if you're really real, I need you to show me that you're real. So I'm just going to walk out here And I'm going to go down the path, head to where I'm going, and I need you to just, I just want to find any amount of money on the ground. Any amount of money there is, just just show me any amount of money on the ground. And Katie, I kid you not, about 30 feet outside of my dorm, started walking down the path, headed where I was going. I looked on the ground, and I saw like Monopoly money. It was play money on the ground. (laughs) And I looked up in heaven and I said, God, you are funny. That was funny.
0: He does have again, a sense of humor. Say that again. He does have a sense of humor.
1: He has a sense of humor. I knew God had a sense of humor right from there. Uh, but I still put him back on the shelf and went to the party. Time <laughs> out. Yes. So uh, so that was my life um, before Christ. And then um ended up meeting my beautiful wife, Raquel, in college. I was a college student senior and she was a college junior. Uh, Actually, I was a junior. She was a sophomore, I think, when we actually met. And um, I wrote in the beginning was kind of like, oh, you know, we're going to hang out. We're going to do this, but we're not going to be like together. Like we would never actually be together, you and me. So forget that. And then eventually I was just uh, like, nah, I can't deal with this. You got to be mine and only mine. That's it. (laughs) Or okay. <laughs> uh, well, I want to be yours and only yours, I should say, because that's who who she was. And, um, you know, we got together. And again, we still didn't know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And uh, we had a lot of rough battles, uh, ups and downs. And in 2006, it was almost the end of Max and Raquel Pele. Mm. It was over, actually. We were living together, but we were not together. And that pivots, um, and thank God for His everlasting grace and mm. wisdom and mercy, because it was at that time during our entrepreneurial career, which had started four years before, and you know one of our mentors, set of our mentors is of course you know John and Darcy Hoffman. <laughs> yes. Yes, the great My John and Darcy Hoffman.
0: And brother and sister.
1: Oh, man. That's right. That's Uncle, Uncle, John, and Auntie Darcy. <laughs> yes. And I'll never forget we had a conference that summer um, for business, and it was in it was I believe that it was in Tennessee or close to Tennessee because afterwards they invited us for two days to their home. They invited couples because they were hosting a marriage. A conference i guess of sorts at their home and it was only maybe six or seven other couples but we were not yet married me and raquel mm-hmm. um but they'd allowed us to come and raquel and i again we were not together Like it was like she was flushing my jewelry down the toilet that's a whole nother conversation for another time in the future oh, my clothes are being <laughs> ripped out from the closet uh we were kind of yeah we were done and uh but we paid for this marriage ministry and we're going to this conference. So we said, we might as well go. And to cut it short is that's really when we learned about the person of Jesus and Mm. um, the Trinity and Mm. uh, understanding the need for forgiveness of sins and how we could never live up to any expectation and, you know, the love of God and, you know, all of that. And it really changed our life so much so that raquel came back now i was the remember i grew up in this this household or you know i grew up with godly parents and i was the person who read the bible from front to cover so i was a good christian yes yes.
0: (laughs) by all means check that box
1: (laughs) oh yes i checked that box yet and still you know i knew of the word but i didn't know the word and raquel came back and she immediately as soon as we landed um she took, we went to a bookstore and she purchased a Bible and a journal. Mm. Um, and she began to read the Bible. And Raquel is an early riser. Like she'll rise around 5, 5.30 every morning. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be risen at five 5.30 in the morning.
0: You're rolling over. She's rolling out.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she was elbowing me. We were living together, another thing. And um, he was reading to me. Um through the gospels and, and she was telling me all these wonderful stories about Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, I know that I read that. But every morning she would read, it's almost like the word was ministering to her, but it was also ministering to me. Mm-hmm. And she stopped focusing on fixing me and I stopped focusing on fixing her. And we fixed our eyes on Jesus, which she actually spearheaded from there. And long story short, I think it was June. No, it was August. I want to say 6th or 4th, 2000, August 4th, 2006 is when I officially gave my life to christ i would say wow. so uh that changed everything it changes it, it changed our lens it's almost like we got a new set of eyes to see from so that was a long answer so hopefully something no, it's, decent it's came out of there
0: <laughs> absolutely kind of like um letting go and letting god lead your marriage and not looking to yourself but looking to him because as we all know at least all of us that are in a christian marriage that it's a third three-corded strand mm-hmm. and you have to have Jesus in the center. If it's going to last and and be a thriving relationship, because God's plan for our marriage is so much bigger than what we even think. And by having him in the middle, definitely open up doors and opportunities to, you know, just um, have peace in the house. Cause I can tell mm-hmm. you, for my relationships in the past, there was, there's not a whole lot of peace. And now that I have also a pastor husband, um, it is much more peaceful in our house with that. So that is, that's, that's great. The, the BC and now AC and, and that's before (laughs) Christ and after Christ and, and how he shows up and uh, um, makes all things good. And Mm -hmm. so that what sequence of events then happened after that because obviously you weren't a pastor at that time, so yeah, oh. sequence of events that you could share with people that obviously took you from how it was before you gave your life to Jesus to how it is now after.
1: You know the one thing I I would like to share with uh, with anybody you know who spends time to even listen in is that we we're not going to find we're not going to know who. You know, if we're a Christian, a person who identifies as Christian is listening or a non believer or whatever you are. But I firmly believe that if a person looks back on their life, you'll see all these little things that God was doing the entire time to set you up. So that way you would know him and who he is today. And uh, as I look back on my life on series events, um, you know, one thing is um, one of our. Well, two of our dearest friends uh, in life is Alan and Sheila Plummer. Now, Alan and Sheila Plummer—they're—they're uh, they're seniors. They're in their late sixties, if I can say that. Sorry, Alan and Sheila, what? I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> right? We affectionately call them mom and dad. Um, and they are our dearest friends in the world. And uh, Pastor Plummer, Pastor P, as we call him, and Mama P. Um, Pastor Plummer uh, ended up, you know, joining the same company as us. And it was a blessing that we never knew would, would be so amazing. And uh, he's another person who really knows uh, and you know, really poured into us the, the person of Jesus and from the first encounter that we ever had with him. So I say all that to say, um, um, I think he came along maybe a couple of years after us in our entrepreneurial journey and, you know, he was very much, he is very much like a father figure to us, to myself and Raquel. And I remember almost every year around the end of the year, you know, he'll have conversations with us and um, he'll kind of, you know, ask us the questions. So, all right, so what's up for this next year? You know, God has good big things for you. So I think I actually have to get that. They're going to have to make me sign for that. Give me one second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back.
0: No, that's Okay. We will pause. You're back.
1: So our dearest friends in the business, they came along and Pastor Plummer, you know, would always ask us, you know, um, you know about life. And he's always challenging us uh, when it comes to scripture and just moving us in the right direction. Uh, he just does and still does just an excellent job. So one of the things that he would say to me specifically, maybe to Raquel too, is, uh, have you ever thought about, you know, becoming a pastor? And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're the pastor P. am not the pastor be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I just got here. Like, oh, yeah. calmate, amigo.
0: <laughs> so, you're pushing uh, me a little fast too hard.
1: Hey, come on. You know, I, I, I still felt broken and wayward. And I was still trying to, you know, get my... Beat set. um but this would happen you know all throughout the years and um you know he would just tell us about his journey about how he got there and you know he saw how we kind of interacted with each other myself and Raquel and um I think he saw the heart for people before we realized that we had such a big heart for people mm-hmm. and uh, he saw the vision long before before us so um a few years um that was 2007 8 9 10 and I think it was in 2020 our our church had a uh, a program, um, and it's called the Pastoral Incubator, mm-hmm. and uh, they were deliberately trying to uh, make disciples of, of people uh, in a deliberate basis, and uh, it was a two-year program, and it was through the pandemic uh, when everybody's life was turned upside down, but uh, we were gifted this opportunity, especially with the kind of business that we have, <laughs> where we were able to put our full effort into that, and uh, lo and behold, not only did I become a care pastor, but so did <laughs> So to God, say pastor, God. pastors, that's crazy. Why would God want us to be pastors? But here we are. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. God, God is God. good. So that tells you that he
0: never lets go and oh, he never, never leads you or forsakes you, whether it's a good time or a bad time, that his plan is so much bigger for us than we could ever imagine. I love Ephesians 3.20 where he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever imagine.
1: Amen.
0: The power Amen. of him that rests in us allows us to be able to do that.
1: It's the string that you pull on your clothes that can unwind everything. Yes,
0: <laughs> and, and how it does, right?
1: Yes, it well, does.
0: How awesome. So now we have Pastor Raquel and Pastor Max and Max J. And Yeah,
1: that's funny. Yes, the, thanks for remembering.
0: Yes. <laughs> the care pastor, which is absolutely a beautiful thing because you definitely have a heart to serve. And so if you had any advice to give someone who is going through a, do I follow Jesus? Don't I follow Jesus? Um, What advice would you give them in regards to setting themselves free to be able to be what God wants them to be and do and have it?
1: I think, um I think the world in general, pushes this kind of idea that you have to seek God, find God, find yourself, find happiness, find this inner thing. Um, and I love what uh, Dr. Miles Monroe um, often used to say is that, if you have a VCR, now now I'm dating myself here, right?
0: I I relate. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. The generation might not even know what that is, but that's okay.
1: Right? And you got to fix this thing. Then you have to talk to the manufacturer. You have to go to the person that created the thing. And, you know, just as, as Christ followers and, we know that this world was created by God. So if it was created by God, the only person I can go is to God to try Mm -hmm. to figure out like what's going on with me. You know, I think we all have this inner longing or I think we all want to believe. Mm -hmm. And I think the world kind of like, you know, pours in, pours into us in in a negative way Uh, where it kind of dilutes that. But, um, I think we have to start with, listen, God Almighty, the creator of the universe, he already loves you. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't believe in him, he loves you right now, like right now. And you can literally just at any time, walking, driving, in your car, going through this, going through that, you can just say, hey, God, and just start from there. Um, There's no, I think anybody that I would know who calls himself a Christian, there's no Oh, this is what happened, and you know, some magnificent light came from the sky, and you know, um, we're all just in this mess of sin and guilt and shame, and um, but here's God saying, "Hey, I'm here. I-, I I love you. I I want you. You're my most prized possession." He calls us mm-hmm. you know, before. Yeah before the world was made, he knew us in, in our in our mother's womb, paraphrasing there yeah. um, you know the innermost being he knows of, about us like it's it's amazing and it's also weird you know hearing that for the first time too, which is okay. Um, when my mom <clears throat> passed away in uh, in June of 2020, uh, so going on almost three years in uh, just a few weeks. Um, my faith was tested like I never mm. I never understood um, even until after she passed and um I realized then after my mom passed and after pouring so much energy and um, you know I, I became her caregiver and you know there's a long story behind that too as well as you know we we weren't really close and I ended up becoming her caregiver and we went from not being close at all to being you know, I, I tell people that love is too small of a word to to say um, when it comes to my relationship with my mom. There has to be something greater. It's just not here <clears throat> for me to express. But I say that was only possible because of, of God's grace and because of all the little things that he did throughout my life to set us up. Um, because my wife had to allow that for me to be her caregiver to spend so much time away. Um, I spent more time with my mom than I did with my wife over those two and a half years. yeah Yeah. um being her caregiver and when she passed away i realized that if i didn't have christ by my side like i was a wreck already but right i i sympathize with people i my heart hurts for people who don't know jesus because when they go through something and you don't have that it's like man you don't know what you're missing right and not that it makes it easier necessarily i would say not that you still don't hurt and that you still people have the thing to become Christians sometimes and oh you know all these great things are going to happen and we have all these things on social media you're a christian and god loves you god wants you to prosper and god wants you to have this no we still got to go through these battles um but there are battles and blessings that's all a life of a christian is battles and blessings and battles and blessings and battles and blessings and we'll begin to realize that we realize that we can't save ourselves
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: we are not our own source Mm -mm. So it has to be um, that little light inside of us uh, Mm -mm. called Jesus Christ, whether you know it or not.
0: Yeah, and you know, I would say. You know, the one of my, I have, you know, like you, I'm sure you have these favorite scriptures, even though so many of them are are all, it's all good, but some are even better than others. Like when we think we have to lean on our own understanding or when we think that um, we have to have the strength so, I mean, I always love Philippians 4, 13, where I can do all things. Like what your your sign says, I, I'm the wall. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's one of my faves. It's just like, <clears throat> thank God, I don't have to have the strength. I get to use his strength oh. and he will make my path straight. I don't, I mean, it's like, you know, we, I think in our perfectionism, a lot of times we think that we have to have all the answers and do everything right all the time. And we're harder on ourselves. And it's just like, you know what? I am so grateful that I have, I've gotten beyond and it's a daily walk where you get beyond yourself and you go, you know what, I'm going to hand this to you, you lead, you know, I'm going to trust in you and all your ways and you will make my path straight, which of course is Proverbs and three, five and six. And I'm just like, thank God, I don't have to be the one to always have the answers.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to no. him and he'll make your paths straight. Amen. Amen. Not easy. Nope. Not without no. <laughs> drama and trauma and issues. Um, but uh, yeah, he's the one, he's the maker. He'll, he'll lead us to where we need to go. Not necessarily where we want to go.
0: Right. And I would say, you know, for example, the, you know, where do people start to begin to set themselves free of having to have all the answers? Mm -hmm. What would you say they should do or where they should go?
1: Um, You know, I would say, you know, prayer is just simply talking to God. So, you know, people think they got to, you know, I got to get on my knees and put my hands like this and no, it's just like, right now, you know, us talking to each other. Hey, God, what's up? Thanks for being here with me and my girl, Katie. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Thank you for blessing. Bless the rest of this
1: conversation. Right. So all that is prayer. Um, And it's just, you know, I would just say literally just talk to God. And if you have that, that desire, you know, you're going to be unsure, you know, maybe you're of a different faith even now. Um, But God is calling. He's always calling you to him. Mm. that's the thing is that he's always calling you to him uh, in everything and at all times and uh there's always that feeling i think most people have it um if you're not especially if you're not a believer where you feel like you're missing something and it's because you are that's right you know so you're missing that so i would say you know talk to god and uh, also talk to someone you know that you trust you know someone who has some knowledge about the uh, about the the Bible and also open up the Bible yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's also a great thing to start and start, you know, my suggestion, same suggestions that John and Darcy gave us back in 2006 to start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just start in the book of Matthew and start reading me. I'm a very, I'm very much a person that um, you're not just going to tell me and I'm going to believe, like, I need some, I need some understanding here. I need some history. I need some, you know i gotta believe this historically also right uh, christianity is one of those things that the deeper you look into it the more self-evident it becomes <laughs> that's right you know so how else can you find in, in in you know high elevation and mountains that are tens of thousands of feet in the air you can find fossils that were at sea level unless the the world had a great flood that's right <laughs> you know so things like that so that's where i would start those yeah. three things read the bible Talk to someone that you trust and start praying. Start conversing with God. Amen. Well, this
0: has been amazing as I knew it would with Pastor Max. And I just am so grateful. And I don't want anyone to miss this. So I am going to encourage everyone to follow on YouTube. Go to YouTube to Katie Huff Ministries and hit that subscribe button so you can hear all these wonderful nuggets from all these incredible people. And I just want you to know that you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, uh, you name it. We're on it. We just don't want you to miss anything. And of course, my website you need to know is www.katy-huff.com. Again, you got to make sure you're spelling it right. It's K-A-T-Y-H-U-F-F. Huff.com. So you can see the women's books, the book I've written, the women's retreats, the podcasts that we're doing, all the things that we're doing. We just want to speak truth and life and love into you. And uh obviously have you listen and hear from Pastor Max Play, Max J Play and i am so grateful to have had you on my podcast and i can't wait to have you back again and i just say thank you shalom and god bless you
1: thank you my dear sister and thanks for all that you do and uh you know and uh, the 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 light of Christ is always shining through you more and more uh, each and every day so i always wish you many many blessings prosperity uh, for you and my big bro
0: Thank you very much. You know, we're all a work in progress, right?
1: That's right. All right. Dot, dot, dot forever.
0: (laughs) Amen. Give that beautiful bride of yours a hug for me. God bless you.